Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a channel update. So Yus, unfortunately, is no longer going to be recording content with me. But don't worry, Yus and I are working on some other endeavors not Barca content related that I'm sure we'll share with you shortly. But I'm going to be here continuing to make the Barca Breakdown podcast. Uh, I'll also try and see if maybe I can get some guest hosts or other people who are interested to, to come on here and provide some content because I know it's always more fun when there's more than one voice. Uh, and then on top of that, on YouTube, I'm now producing content for the Twitter account at Barca underscore Buzz. So if you want to find any of the videos I put out here to accompany the podcast, go to the Barca Buzz TV YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the description. You can always follow me at Barca Breakdown. Now let's get into the match today. I was going to start this video talking about Lionel Messi winning the World Cup, kind of some of that hangover from the World Cup and how joyous of a moment it was for all of us Barca fans to see Messi finally lift the cup, even though he's at PSG. I was going to talk about, you know, would we see some of the same developments that we saw, you know, post-Classico in late October, early November, where we saw, you know, Frankie de Jong deployed more as a pivot. We saw Alba and Balde start on the left and right side. Um, and then I just get dropped in 5 a.m. New Year's Eve to a Leo's disaster class. I mean, just one of the worst performances you could ever imagine. Totally ruined the game. But a lot of the fault here has to go on Barca, right? We only scored one goal from Marcus Alonso. We had ineffective play from uh, Rafinha and Anzu Fati on the wings. You know, players like Pedri didn't look up to their normal self. And so we're shaking off some of the cobwebs that come with an international break. But just again, felt like a bit of a toothless attack from Barca. And, you know, you really sit back and you start to wonder as we now are level on points with Real Madrid. And, you know, we don't have Champions League football. We're only in the Europa League. Uh, we're looking to win this La Liga title after a few years here without it. And I just wonder who's going to score go goals for Barca, right? That is the problem I keep seeing because Lewandowski, as great as he is, as many goals as he's scored this season, it's just if he's missing an attempt like he misses in the 88th minute today against Espanyol, you know, I don't know who else is going to make up those uh, th those those games, right, where Lewandowski isn't at his top form, where he's not as clinical as we're used to seeing. You know, today Rafinha tried a few attempts on goal overall with Barca and with some Brazil in the World Cup I saw. You know, Rafinha is oftentimes just trying to cut in from that right side and then score some sort of curler, and it just hasn't been going in for him like all season, I would say. And then Anzu Fati didn't look up to his best. Uh, he's just lacking almost all aspects of his game. Now, I'm not someone who's going to get in here and say we need to bench Fati forever, only play Depay or, or Torres or, or you know, Dembele on the left. I'm not going to say anything like that because I know Anzu needs some more time here. But, I mean, you know, you do wonder because he has been back here for, you know, what, like a quarter of a season based off where we are now. Things haven't been really rolling, right? Ever since that second game of the year against, I think, Real Sociedad, where he came on and had, I think, two assists and a goal. We really haven't seen that same output from Fati. And right now, with the team fighting for the La Liga title, we need, you know, Fati, Ferran Torres, Dembele. We need these other forwards besides Lewandowski to come in and score some goals or get them from the midfield from, you know, possibly Pedri, Gavi, Frankie, etc. But right now, it just seems like our biggest problem is we're not having anyone score goals, right? We get Alonso scoring that header uh, off of a corner where Lewandowski kind of puts it to the far post, then Christensen gets it in, and Alonso converts, and Marcus Alonso overall had a good game, but he's not going to be a consistent goal scorer, obviously, and so one of the things we really need to see here as we get back into the season, we get back into rhythm, we get back into full force, 
uh, of this La Liga battle and for the Europa League as well is who's going to actually put balls in the back of the net when Lewandowski isn't there. And I'm not exactly sure what the answer is going to be. I just, you know, I know that we need to see Ferran Torres, Rafinha and Dembele and Anzu Fati score some more goals. Uh, but, you know, acknowledging the uh, the issues with the Barca side, Laos was really just just on one, right? After an Argentina-Netherlands game in the World Cup where he gave out, I believe, the most yellow cards somewhere around like 16 ever in the World Cup history, he, again, just goes crazy, right? Um, we, Alonso gives away the penalty, clips someone on the, the back of the boot in the box. Okay, that's given. Then he gives Jordi Alba a yellow card, but doesn't um, a second yellow card, doesn't immediately give him a red because I don't know if Laos or Alba knew he was on a yellow at that point. Uh, a few minutes later, gives you know Ferran Torres a yellow for diving, which was you know not the the best look from Ferran Torres. And then he gives two reds to Espanyol. He he does a VAR review on the second red, which was a, an, a leg basically that you know grazes Lewandowski's head as he's on the floor. He takes away the red, but he doesn't even give a yellow, which would have been a second yellow and a red card. And so it was just you know one of those performances where. The tried and true message of Lowe's always applies, right? He is the guy who wants the game to always be about him, and, and he succeeded in his last two games. And I really think, you know, as much as there can be a conspiracy sometimes about Florentino and the La Liga refs and, and how Barca get the shorthand of the stick, like, I mean, come on, having Lowe's after that Argentina game, especially uh, ref uh, uh, Barcelona Derby, right, uh, Barca and Espanyol, was just really crazy. But let's get into the lineup. Let's talk about what Xavi had out here for the team because, you know, one of the biggest and best things about coming back to club football is Barca are finally 100%, right? We have Araujo finally back from injury. Thankfully, he didn't risk it at all with Uruguay in the World Cup. We have Koundé back, although he has been back, but we haven't seen the Araujo-Koundé pair really healthy for most of the season. And Xavi takes a lineup that, you know, is a bit surprising, although with Dembele and Koundé just playing in the World Cup final with... um, you know, possibly Busquets with, uh, you know, players just coming back from the World Cup. I wasn't sure exactly who he was going to start. So he puts Ter Stegen in the back. Then he has Sergio Roberto, Christensen, Alonso, and Jordi Alba as the back four. Gavi, Frankie, Pedri in the midfield. And then Rafinha, Lewandowski, Fati up front. So I know there were a lot of people all over Twitter and, and Instagram, social media, kind of complaining about this slow back line of, you know, Alonso, Christensen, Roberto, and Alba. And, you know, so am I, right? We have all kind of have those bad thoughts about seeing Sergio Roberto and Jordi Alba on the on the left and right flank here but uh you know the lineup overall looked looked decent I think the big thing about the lineup that I was happy with was again seeing Busquets not start this game right uh ever since the Clasico the Inter Milan games, the Bayern Munich games uh, in the Champions League, we've really just been trying to push this narrative, I think, as fans, that it's time to phase out Busquets, right? It's it's no longer time for him to be the one who always starts these big games. And so, you know, we had seen in the last few weeks Frank de Jong get more time as the pivot. And again, Xavi gives him that vote of confidence first game back from the international break. And so I was happy to see that because I really do think we need to give, as we were talking about Anzu Fati, more time to play. We need to see if this Pedri, Frankie, and Gavi midfield can really work together and and be our starting midfield in uh, these big games that come up for this season because we've seen too many times right when we play teams like Espanyol or, or uh, Valladolid or, or you know other teams that are in the bottom 
you know, eight to 20 in La Liga, Sergio Busquets can still play. Sergio Roberto can still play. Jordi Alba can still play. The problem we've been having for years, though, is that once we move on from these lower La Liga teams and we start playing, you know, the top four in La Liga, we start playing in, uh, you know, Frankfurt in the Europa League or the Champions League against Bayern and Inter Milan, we see that these slower, older players can't keep up, right? We get... Uh, the opposition who let us play have the ball, they hit us on a counterattack, and then, you know, Sergio Busquets, Alba, PK, the old guard, as you will, they're just not able to to defend on the counter. And so I'm, I am happy to see some changes being made by Xavi. I think we need to give him a bit more time as, you know, we get back from international break because he now has all the tools at his, uh, at his you know, ready to call. You know, now Xavi has all of the tools at his uh, disposal, right? He can call on any and all of our players. And even today, right, without Araujo, I think Eric Garcia, Garcia picked up a little lesion. He's, he doesn't exactly have everyone fully fit and ready. But as we get into the second, third, and fourth game of this post-World Cup uh, season, we're going to start to see, okay, can Xavi, again, create a gala 11, right, his best 11 to play in these big matches? And can we see a continued use of the players uh, to get some rhythm, right? Because if you think about like kind of the meta of the season so far, you know, for a lot of it, Busquets was in the midfield. We also had Dembele on the left wing and Rafinha on the right, sometimes switched off. And, you know, I think what the first half of the season taught us is that those two wingers together don't really provide enough output, right? And we, we all know the case, Dembele and Rafinha are both better on the right side. So we've seen Ferran Torres, we've seen Anzu Fati, we were going to see Memphis Depay play on that left side. And so, Really, I just want to see Xavi kind of build in uh, his best 11 and see what he can really do. Because now there are no more injuries, right? There were some of those, like Inter Milan game, where we thought, okay, if Araujo was in, we would have had a lot better chance. The Classico, we thought, you know, again, if Araujo's there, we have a better chance. But now everything is here on the table, and we really need to see Barca start to perform better. Um, this game against Espanyol, we really should have finished it in the first 70 minutes, right? The fact that it was 1-0 and we weren't able to score a second really does not look uh, too good on us because this game was there for the taking, and as much as we want to complain about lows, as much as we want to be not happy with the fact that um, you know, there was a red card given to us that we thought was unfair, that there was, you know, a, a red card on the Espanol side that wasn't given. Um, Barca really need to take control of the game and, and win, right? We, we, we no longer can just sit back and, and um, blame injuries or blame...
you know, we can no longer blame injuries for our performances. And if you take away a few good things from this game, I think overall Frankie de Jong did a good job in the middle. I think the midfield, you know, it's it's a little bit of a situation where I feel like the midfield isn't being properly utilized. Right now I see a lot from Javi's side that the midfield is really facilitating the ball to the wings who are supposed to, you know, wingers who are supposed to create offense and supposed to, you know, cut inside or, you know, stay on the touchline and deliver a cross into Lewandowski. But because our wingers aren't, in, aren't effective right now, the fact that our midfield is basically a conduit to get the ball out wide means that they're being ineffective as well, right? And and for Xavi, a, a coach and a player who had so much experience building through the middle, I do want to see us, you know, be a little bit more dynamic here, especially when, when you know, Rafinha is not having his day, Dembele is not having his day, Anzu Fati is not having his day. We need Pedri and Gavi uh, and, you know, the, the fullbacks like uh, Balde and Alba who are who are on the wings to make overlapping runs and to help try and get us some passing lanes. Overall, the, the biggest problem I saw in that first 70 minutes where I think we could have put away the game is we were way too stagnant, right? There were too many people, especially when we went up 1-0, who were kind of standing around. No one was making runs to give an outlet for Gavi or Pedri to pass the ball to. Uh, there was just way too much ball watching and not a lot of proactive runs from our uh, the wingers. And then, you know, the problem with Lewandowski is he is a great striker, uh, and we've seen this season he does have some very good build-up play, and he's connected well with, you know, Anzu Fati at times and with Pedri at times. But if we're not giving him service in, in, in the box, there's not much he can do, right, to just win a game. He's not, you know, Messi, for example, even as great as Lewandowski is. He's just not the guy who's going to, you know, really pull a goal out of nothing uh, multiple times in the season. And so we really need to see either our midfielders, fullbacks, or our wingers provide just more space, to create uh, opportunities to get the ball into the box for Lewandowski to, to put it away. You know, Rafinha, I, I criticized earlier talking about how he didn't have a lot of final output, which is true. But at the same time, I, you know, I think Rafinha was probably our best attacker today. And I'm just hoping he can somehow find his confidence, right? The World Cup, I was hoping if Brazil did go far, was going to be the, the place and the time for Rafinha to kind of build up his confidence, his goal-scoring boots, get some few assists on the board, and, and really uh, help catapult that progress into this second half of the Barca season. Unfortunately, we haven't seen it yet. Dembele as well, right, had, you know, one of the worst World Cup final performances ever with that foul on Di Maria and then, you know, being subbed off before halftime. He thankfully didn't look too deje dejected today. I thought he was, you know, trying to give it his all, but he was Dembele, right, at times making extremely magical runs, creating space, taking on people one-on-one, -on -one, which we don't see from Rafinha, Ferran, Depay or Fati very often and then you know at other times he'd make the wrong decision he would try and take a shot and would just sky it not even on goal his uh he would try and do some assists that sky it in the box too so you know we have the players here to perform much better than we are it just doesn't feel like everyone's performing at 100 percent of their of their level and that goes both on the coach and on the players right utilizing them correctly and then their actual execution of <sighs> the game um you know and then besides that i was happy to see i thought alonzo besides the penalty was actually playing really well before that moment uh, i thought christensen as well i'm always happy to see him hopefully he'll get some more run of play here because he's been probably you know t one of the most impressive uh performers we've had who we just got this summer so that's all i got here folks i mean not what we wanted right we're now tied on points with real madrid uh, Lewandowski's three-match ban is coming up somewhere here. We don't exactly know what the the, the status is going to be. There was a lot of hubbub about Espanyol not coming to the game, but they were there. They, you know, didn't play very well. They got a penalty, and they drew us 1-1, and that's really on Barca and on Laos. So let me know in the comments what you guys thought. Who was your favorite player? Thank you so much. We'll see you later.